Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1389. Why do runners get injured? Strength Training by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for being here and welcome back to a new week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. Now we have lots of shows in our network covering a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. And with that, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Why Do Runners Get Injured? Strength Training by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com Why do runners get injured? As a personal trainer with a special interest in running and runners, I often have to bite my tongue when I hear people remark that they stopped running to quote-unquote save their knees or save their back. In a social setting, I would never argue with anyone on this point. However, as a trainer working with clients, I am quick to reassure despairing runners that there are simple fixes for injuries. The good news is that both recovery and prevention are possible. The reality is that most people can run, and most people are capable of running extremely well and injury-free. Furthermore, most people can run consistently throughout the lifespan, as long as they take care to address specific training issues that are somewhat unique to runners. The flip side of that reality is that most people do injure themselves running due to a lack of balance in their training programs. The issue is that people tend to assign too much meaning to the injuries, drawing one of two conclusions, both of which abdicate responsibility. Conclusion one, I'm not a good runner or I'm not built to run or conclusion two, running kills your knees or your back. So why do these injuries happen? And what can we do to take responsibility for preventing exercise injuries? Don't do too much too soon. Or in other words, overtraining, especially at the onset of a running habit, is a terrible problem for runners. Most runners hit the streets or the treadmill because 
They wanna lose weight or de-stress. From that point of view, if 20 minutes of running burns 150 calories, 40 minutes of running is better, right? Wrong. Many people underestimate the amount of stress that any new exercise puts on the body, and running is particularly high impact. So instead, follow a structured running program. And if you're an absolute beginner or are recovering from an injury, use a run-walk program. And when you use the program, follow it religiously. Mindset is important here. Discard theories about calorie burning and other ancillary benefits of running and focus on becoming a better runner, one day at a time. You will reap long-term rewards from starting slow, whereas starting too fast and too hard can put you on the sidelines almost immediately. Remember, walking burns calories too. Don't run every day. So many folks use the phrase five miles a day when they talk to me about their running routine. And I can't emphasize enough that this is not a good idea. When you do the exact same exercise program every single day, the advantage is that habit formation and adherence are easy, but it's not the most physiologically beneficial plan for your fitness. Your body adapts to the routine and the exercise becomes less effective over time. You're more prone to burnout. Also, running every day can create a sort of behavioral addiction. No, you're not addicted to running per se, but you may become dependent on the feeling of having worn yourself out. This makes it difficult to take rest days because you depend on the exertion and calorie burn to make yourself feel emotionally or psychologically okay. And this can lead to trouble down the road. So instead, aim for three days per week of strength training and limit your running to two to three times per week. Those running days should be split into various training runs. Some runs should be long distance and others should be speed training or interval training. While I don't subscribe to the muscle confusion philosophy, your exercise routine should have structured variety throughout each week. This allows for both recovery and improvement over a long period of time. Don't cross-train by cycling or doing the elliptical. What do all of these movements have in common with running? Front and back motion. One of the main problems with running is that it overtrains and fatigues the muscles that are associated with forward motion, especially the quadriceps on the fronts of the thighs and the hip adductors of the inner thighs, among others. While cycling or doing the elliptical can be a good recovery day to replace a run, it's not the same as strength training. So instead, use strength training to counteract overuse issues in the core, hips, and legs. We all have muscular imbalances to some degree, and running tends to exacerbate the problems that already exist. These imbalances can eventually lead to joint problems in the feet, ankles, knees, hips, and back. But it's important to note that running is not intrinsically hard on the knees. It is the muscular imbalances that result from running that can pull joints out of whack. Strength training addresses the underlying weaknesses and imbalances and corrects the fundamental problems. Helpful bodyweight moves when done with good form include squats, lunges, step-ups, clamshells, side leg raises, glute bridges, plank, side plank, and dead bugs. Don't stretch too much. Stretching can be an unhelpful override of the body's natural self-protective tightness. 
your body automatically stiffens up to help prevent injury. And stretching ignores this smart feature of your physiology and can create more damage. Think more of mobility and range of motion rather than flexibility. And don't sweat it if you can't fold into a yogi-shaped pretzel. So instead, focus on a few smart stretches, foam rolling, and recovery. My two favorite smart stretches are downward dog and child's pose. Foam rolling, especially early in an exercise program, is an important tool of relaxation and recovery. The pressure from the foam roller helps to increase circulation and calm the nervous system. It can also help teach your body to move better, and you may not need the foam roller as you become more accustomed to your exercise program. Finally, make sure to incorporate recovery into your routine. Take a few days off from formal exercise every week, two days at most, and make sure you're getting enough sleep and relaxation. You just listened to the post titled, Why Do Runners Get Injured? Strength Training by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. The old way of thinking used to be this. If you want to run well and increase the distance you run or increase your speed, then simply run more. But we've learned a lot since then. As Rachel said, focusing your attention on just one form of exercise can create imbalances, especially if you haven't taken the time to make sure your form is near perfect. Instead, incorporating flexibility, strength training, and mixing up the running program can all help ensure that you're building a more durable body. In fact, think about what the term fitness actually means. When we think of fitness, we often think of cardiorespiratory fitness, meaning how well our heart and lungs are working. We can achieve cardiorespiratory fitness by performing cardiorespiratory activities, like running. But there are four more components to fitness in addition to just cardiorespiratory fitness, and we tend to forget about those. Fitness also includes muscular strength, muscular endurance, flexibility, and body composition. So we wanna make sure we always address all of these fitness components in any training program, even if simply becoming a better runner is our goal. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a great start to your week. I'll be back here tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.